Good evening and welcome to the future. Good evening and welcome to a new um, set decor. Yeah. You're in a new uh, you're in a new place. Tell us what's going on there. I'm up, I'm up visiting uh, visiting mom for the for a couple of days, helping around around the place, visiting our friends. And uh, and so I I'm not in Brooklyn and uh, and I'm using her setup. <clears throat> and it's nice and cozy and kind of moody and dark in here. I like it. It is cozy at mom's house. Um so how are you? We haven't really haven't talked in two weeks, really. Uh, we haven't. Um, uh, you know, my life is all about cocktails now. Yeah, I don't. Cocktails I know cocktails from the moment moment I wake up in the morning till the moment I go to bed at night. Um, Speaking of which, I have. You want to clarify that here. maybe a little bit because you're. It sounds like you're just drinking all day. Sounds like I'm drinking all day. I'm not drinking all day. I'm working on our booze business. Um, and I know we mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks ago is my birthday. And mom got me what I didn't tell you about was this amazing book, The Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica of everything to do with booze. Mm -hmm. It's not a recipe book. It's like just everything you'd want to know about. What is that? How does that work? How do they make that? What's a still? What's okay? So pages let's ask you quickly, just a couple, yeah. the quickest, the quickest, briefest. What's the difference between uh, between uh, whiskey and bourbon? Whiskey and bourbon. Well, I, I can't answer that question quickly because I would have to look up whiskey and look up bourbon and the the um So you haven't read this book yet, I guess. This book is 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 over eight hundred pages of fine print. Can I see it? Are you not gonna so, show it to me? So the the whiskey entry is one, two, three, three pages on just what whiskey is, the definition of whiskey. Oh. Uh, you don't want me to read thing. all three pages. Yeah, no, this here, I'll hold it up. See, it's a big, thick, Whoa. Look how thick that is. That's beautiful. It's a big, thick, heavy, hardcover book. Uh, just with, and, and it's not just, a, it has sections on, you know, the classic bars of history, um, notable people in the development of different cocktails and cocktail culture. It's Does just, it have uh, Joe, Joe's Bar? What is it? Was it what was Hemingway's Bar in Paris? Was it in Paris? Was it called Joe's Bar or something? Um, it was a famous one. Yeah, Harry's, wasn't it? Harry's. Harry's it was Harry's. Yeah, it was like it's a regular guy's name. Here, I'm looking up Harry's Bar here. Uh, the history of ice. I'm in the G's. Oh, I've got to get to the H's. There's a thing on the grasshopper on. Uh, the hard shake, which is a method of uh, House Alpens, is an American specialty uh, wine and spirits importer. Hold on, the pages are very, you know, it's like it's like trying to uh, separate pages of fool's cap. I don't know what that is. Harvey Waldman, Harry's New York Bar in Paris. It's one go. of the most famous and oldest cocktail bars still in operation. Made famous by high-profile clients such as Ernest Hemingway. There you go. Harry's New York Bar in Paris, of all places. In Paris, right. 
So, but no. I am, uh, I am slowly reading. It's a great book because you just pick it up, crack it open to any page, and, and there's something fascinating there. Well, and it covers other. It's not just booze. It's things like ice. There's science in there. There's science to do with ice. Um, so that's you know that's my life lately. Is somewhere you know I had lunch today with uh, the representative of uh, the sales rep for a label company. Because we've got to get our labeling. So it's, it's all you, you want to kill yourself listening to me talk about this because I'll just like bore people to tears now. I can see mom's eye. Mom's like, how's it going? And I start talking and I can I can see the eyes start to glaze over. I don't I don't blame her. I don't, if you're I'm watching this, mom, and I know you are, I don't blame you for the eyes glazing over. I don't even want to listen to myself. Right. Well, um, all of this work is going to pay off. We hope. All this in, this in extreme selfishness will pay off. <laughs> <It will>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what have you been up to the past uh, two weeks? I haven't seen you. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, little this, little that. Uh, working, on, uh, working on a screenplay. Trying to. How's, how's it going? Hey, it's going, you know. I mean, I, I it got to the phase where I actually, you know, opened final draft and started working in final draft. So it's gotten to that point. You feel but, like you're a real screenwriter when you're working in Final Draft. Or a real heel, one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> Spending that much money on a on a word processing document application. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's been cool. Um, Amelia is in her last week of the show. So uh, that's been exciting. Wrapping that whole experience up. Um and uh, got some fun news, which we'll announce maybe next week. I need to solidify a couple of things, but um, some uh, a new a new what looks like a new job uh, gig, would, which would be really cool. Oh, um, can I can I know what arena it's in? It's, it's not in the teaching. It's in the teaching world. In the teaching world. All yeah. right, fantastic. Um, so uh, so yeah. I'll 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 have more info about that next week. Okay. Have you seen anything good? I see anything good, uh, boy. Um. Well, yeah, because I go watch old movies still, as you know. Mm -hmm. Like I free time when I have it. Um. Watched. Uh. You know. Um. I just read Louis Bunuel's autobiography. Uh. So after reading that, I. He's one of my one of my hero filmmakers, and so I went and watched uh, a movie of his I hadn't seen before. I'd never seen one of the one of them that I'd never caught. Called Hold Phantom. On. Of I, I, that does I don't understand. Which part of what I said? A movie that you haven't seen. Yes, that's true. But there are movies I've not seen. Like the ground just shifted under my under don't my make feet. Fun. Be nice on the show. Uh, <laughs> And um, everything you're an, you're an aficionado. You're I saw a... the Phantom of Liberty, which is phenomenal, and um, part of a basically a kind of a trilogy of his that he did later in life. And I saw that, and then I saw I, I went crazy, and I saw that. With and Paul saw... Williams, right? Huh? It's with Paul Williams, right? The little guy, <laughs> the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, 
There's a Louis Bunuel's last film, The Rainbow Connection. Yeah. In oh, fact, no, a frog, a frog playing a banjo on, in a swamp and singing is fairly Bunuelian, though. This is the Phantom of the Paradise was Paul Williams. Oh, that was Paul Williams. Yeah, absolutely. No, okay. yeah. I got I got them confused. Okay, so He didn't do that movie, but that's another great one. <laughs> and then I saw, uh, an, uh, so that's an old movie. And I saw another old movie, which I hadn't seen uh, uh, because I was in a mood. Um, and I was like, well, there's, a, there's some Godard movies I have not seen. A uh, full, you know, admission. And so I saw a movie called Contempt which I, I hadn't seen since I was like 15. I didn't really remember it. So I did see some stuff, but nothing new. And then I saw Power of the Dog. So there, how do you do? That's a new movie. I'm not always yeah, watching old fuddy-duddy stuff. But yeah, there's some Godard movies that I haven't seen too. Probably a few, yeah. 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 I actually think it's safe to say all of the Godard movies. Do you know I which ones seen. you haven't seen? I think all of them. I have. Okay, seen. you can't. You don't know them by name, though. The the n- names of the movies that I haven't seen. Well, no. how about the ones that you have? <laughs> the names of the Godard movies that I have seen, I do know. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Power of the Dog um, was that uh, was pretty interesting. I, I it it uh, is a long movie, and it was a bit of a slog getting into it for me but by the end uh-huh. i really kind of understood why people were talking about it and 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 uh and liked it have, have you did seen you get it to hang out did you get to hang out with sam neil at all afterwards and talk to him i'm lost not sam neil it's not sam neil who's the guy with the mustache sam elliott sam elliott did you get to hang out with sam elliott and talk about the power of the dog at all are you why are you asking that what no because he got into a whole big. Uh, oh yeah, he got. He talked about it on um, Mark Barron's podcast. Yeah, a whole big thing, whole big hullabaloo. I found that to be. Uh, I thought it was a silly thing to get in to say at the time, and I and after seeing the movie, I find what he said to be equally silly. I, 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 I found it to be kind of nonsensical. I like Sam Elliott just fine, but I don't know why I he do was too. this upset. I yeah I don't I don't know well I I I I haven't seen the movie and I don't even remember what it was he said so that I I shouldn't even well, be talking about. He was about speaking that. to task the movie from what I remember he was kind of like complaining about the movie because it didn't represent the real West and unlike Tombstone for instance, <laughs> which like, was, yeah like that's as whole accurate uh, as accurate a depiction as you will ever see yeah and that and that. You know, so it, it it was like okay, so it, you know, it's it's one person's vision of a certain group of people. Had not, it's not you know supposed I to often, be the entire old west. I often object to movies that don't accurately portray the fake world that I have come to believe in. True. Here's another <laughs> thing I don't do. I generally, though I like his work, don't read Sam Elliott's reviews of cinema. <laughs> I don't really do that. As a matter really? of fact, I've lived all this time without ever knowing what the hell movie he liked or didn't. I don't care. So you, so you are as up on Sam Elliott's reviews of cinema as I am on Goddard. Pretty or, much, or except I think I'm a completist. 
<laughs> I think this is the only time he ever said anything about any movie. Was this? He got crusty about this movie. I don't. I he really did. don't. He got crusty. Okay. Go back to narrating. You know the dude, and and it's the, great. Just I don't leave, leave Jane Campion alone. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I saw. I've been watching uh, another British detective get out of uh, town. Yeah called bancroft that's very good i highly recommend it okay it's about a bad cop oh those are fun shows yeah a bad uh a bad female uh chief superintendent not not that we're doing it yet but this is a segue into our film tonight bad cop here we go bad cop yes Well, he's not a bad cop. He's just causes trouble. But, but isn't that not... really, when you think about it, what the movie's asking us to really examine? We'll talk about it later. Or uh, <laughs> it, it, unless I can fill the hour talking about other things, which Please, I'm trying dude, to do. Be I'm my trying, I'm trying to fill the hour. I will tell you about a mushroom recipe that I love <laughs> yeah. after you finish um, your story. But I also saw a movie called I See You from 2019, starring Helen Hunt and John... Helen? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Helen of Hunt. (laughs) Helen of Hunt and Sir John of Tenney. Um, Oh, John Tenney, awesome. Yeah. Playing interest... Well, I'm not going to actually... I'm not going to say that. He plays a cop. um, And um, it's, it's one of those movies that has a lot of twists and turns like uh, like you have to keep pausing it and saying well now hold on now can i ask stop you and ask a question yeah are there more turns or more twists (laughs) i'd say there's more twists interesting yeah there are many times where you have to pause the movie and say okay so i just learned something that makes me like have to go back and revisit about seven different moments in the movie to reevaluate what happened there. I like those kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, very, very, very complex and twisted and convoluted and, uh, and interesting. Okay. Um, what else? Um, I had a really good, um, I had a really good uh, smoked bacon, cheddar and egg sandwich <laughs> from Starbucks this morning. Really? Oh, you yeah. do food from Starbucks. You actually do food. Food, you do the prepared food. I don't often, but I did this morning um, because shocked. I'm I'm really shocked. I you've never had prepared food from Starbucks? No, no. I mean, I've had like a croissant, a, a or scone, and I, I'm using the American pronunciation because it isn't a croissant that they no. make. But the breakfast sandwiches are not bad at Starbucks. They're not bad. Whatever you say, brother. I've seen him come out of those little airport (laughs) modules, and I'm like, I don't want to eat that. Well, you know me. I'll shove anything into my head. I think food should smell good at all times. (laughs) Oh, the bacon bacon breakfast sandwich smells good. The bacon, double smoked. It's really good. Something they do in those in those corporate k- kitchens that doesn't smell good to me. Yeah, all right. You know? It's not awesome, but whatever. It's horrifying. But I whatever. have been so busy. Yeah. I've been so busy that I woke up this morning and out of, bre- out of breakfast food. Mm-hmm. And I will, so I will do things sometimes with breakfast food. I'll get creative. Um, I, I, in fact, I had uh, yesterday and the day before yesterday, I had something that I made 
that both times I was eating it, I was, I'm not kidding you. I was saying to myself, Ooh, I can't wait until Tony's out here. I am making <laughs> this for him because he's going to yeah. slap me in the head and say, why have you kept this from me? Where has this been all my life? Uh, it's wow. um, Trader Joe's makes these frozen arepas. Do you know the arepa? Have you ever had yeah. those? The corn cake with the cheese in the middle? Yes. Okay, so one of those done up in the, in the oven till it's nice and crispy and hot. And then a fried egg on top of it and some hot sauce. And it's all you need. It's all you need in the world. That's it. Yeah. I'm happy just hearing about it. Definitely happy just hearing about that. What Um, else can we talk about? Um, I uh, (laughs) just, um, I went, uh, I, I, uh, I had to fill the car up with gas the other day. Okay, we can't. Um, this is we have to come up with. We have okay, to start talking we about have the to talk, Even we if have it's to a talk. short show, we have to talk about Demolition Man. Okay, we we're going to talk about be- Demolition Man. We told people we were going to talk about Demolition Man, and we are going to talk about Demolition Man. I wanted to murder, death, kill this movie. <laughs> I had a pretty poor time of it myself. I, I, I. I cannot, this movie was not well received. It wasn't, but, but it was, it wasn't poorly received. Like people don't revile this movie. Yeah. I read some reviews where they they reviewed it like it was a regular movie. And I'm like, no, no, this this is a particularly bad movie, you know, like notably bad. This is the room bad this movie yeah in places yeah uh, look let's 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 just get it off the table the one thing i'll say is that i was pleasantly surprised that they chose to lean out of action movie into comedy but very very displeased as as to how they did that and how unfunny it was yeah yeah <laughs> if you're gonna I mean, lean I, out I of action like, Oh, they're gonna do, uh, you know, it's really just about this guy out of time, you know, not knowing where he is, fish out of water, comedy, really. And I thought, well, okay, I'd rather see that than taking seriously what I, what the first ten minutes are. Yeah, they didn't make it funny though. They didn't make it funny at all. Um. This movie had a budget of $57 million estimated and it grossed worldwide $58 million. Seriously? According to uh, IMDb. Holy moly. Worldwide. That's all together till now. Like not just opening weekend or something. Damn. Well, they made their money back, I guess. uh... Barely. You know, Stallone um, apparently still like, you know, he still champions the movie. He he says he thinks it's. it's I good. well, I understand why. I actually do understand why. Because okay. of the the ten minute sequence of shots of adoration of his Adonis like body as he's being frozen. Yeah, which which are is one of the strangest sequences I've ever seen in a film. 
it's it's this it's one of the strangest things you have seen a star actually decide to do it's um strange takes a long time he's very naked uh i will say arguably in the shape of his life though like arguably he was in the best shape he's ever been in this movie yeah i mean certainly certainly better shape than me well don't you know he was a little younger when he made this movie that's true um this was rough um I'm going to go out on a limb, though, about one thing. Uh, Sandra Bullock got really sort of taken to task for this movie. I kind of saw her charm. I do think she was maybe one of my favorite things in the movie. That's not saying a lot. You know what? I can't go that far. I I can't condone any work from anybody in it but i can say that i felt really bad for her because i saw her try i saw her understanding what could be and trying to do it trying to get as good as it could be but it just i mean this script this script is is for two-year-olds most of the time which which isn't there's more i mean there's more to a lot of writing for two-year-olds than in this film but i guess i guess we're kind of saying the same thing like i felt like she was given it the old college try yeah, she was, as they used to say, game, you know? I yeah. mean, she was in on it. She was trying to make it better and and doing what was asked of her and just trying to do it. I mean, she wasn't a giant star yet. No. You know, I mean, she hadn't even done Speed, had she? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. she was just going to do what they told her to do. She wasn't a star. Yeah. I think actually the uncredited Rob Schneider gives one of the better performances in the movie. Well, thank you. It's hard. Uh, that's where I, 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 I will fully say that is my role. And uh, I'm, I, uh, you know, I, yes. I think you did a fine job, but I think I'd do better. I think that is your role. And I, I think we can both agree on what my role would have been. Well, I don't know. We, we haven't been agreeing on that consistently. I think that I had you down as Andre Gregory. Oh, really? I had me down as the eunuch assistant. (laughs) (laughs) With the glasses? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, uh, I could see that. But again, I I think that's a pretty big part. And I don't know if we're getting those roles. No, no. Andre Gregory was... He's in like a dozen scenes. Wait, who was Andre Gregory? Andre Gregory was was Warden Smithers, who gets his eye plucked out by Leslie... Sisley Snipes? Sisley Wipes? Snesley Wipes. Snesley Wipes. Nestle's um, Wipes. I thought Nestle's it was interesting wipes. to the degree to which it was clear that some people had seen the movie Batman directed by Tim Burton and went, let's do some of the, try to do some of that stuff in our movie. Didn't work quite as well. No, Nightmare. Didn't you feel like Wesley was basically just trying to do what Jack Nicholson did um, as, as the Joker? Yeah. It was It was just... Uh, I'm going to tell uh, you, honestly, This so far this run has been the hardest to talk about. Between Metro and this, 
I find it, I found myself panicking as to what we would actually say. What we would say. Well, next week is going to be awesome. Next week should be at least much more entertaining than that. I mean, humorous and fun. Yeah. Time. This was so strained, you. you know? I mean, look, okay. So, those of you who don't know the movie and are listening and haven't just become disgusted with us by now and are listening, you want to just little give a, a quick capsule of what this is? Yeah. Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone is Sergeant John Spartan, a cop in in a slightly futuristic Los Angeles. That is right. It's Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles. That's just completely devastated. It's turned into a sort of a militarized cops versus drug dealers war zone. And his nickname as a cop is Demolition Man because he blows everything up trying to get the bad guys. And he goes after Wesley Snipes, who's the kingpin of all kingpin drug dealers, who has kidnapped 30 people on a taken 30 people hostage on a bus. And he goes after him. And in the ensuing battle between the two of them, supposedly all of the hostages are killed and an entire building is blown up. And they decide that they do capture Wesley Snipes, but they decide that they're both a danger to society. So they're both going to get, he's convicted of manslaughter because of all of the hostages getting killed. And they both get frozen for 60 years or something. Cryogenically like frozen in, you know, very elaborate chambers. That's well-designed stuff, I'll say. Production yeah. design there on the cryogenic freezing. Very good. Yep, excellent. And the, apparently while you're cryogenically frozen, they implant a thing into your head that speaks into your brain and sort of reprograms you. And then you get out and you'll be a better person. Right. Um, Wesley Snipes somehow escapes from his cryogenic freezing thing. After There's 30 years. After 30 years, there's a subplot involving why he gets sort of released. And um, they the, the cops, he's released into this world that's completely peaceful and, and uh, nobody touches anybody else. There's no crime. Everything is sterile and humorless. And how yeah, would you... Kind of a, a, a dystopian, utopian... Yeah. I'll a utopia, yeah. future. A utopia you wouldn't want to be in. Yeah, and well, uh, yeah. they realize that the cops there don't know how to deal with violence, so they have to unfreeze uh, Stallone in order to battle Wesley. Yeah. Snipes There's again. so little crime anymore that the cops are basically just have to politely ask people to stop what they're doing, and everybody does it. So they can't. No one knows how to fight or do anything. Yeah badass anymore because it's all illegal yeah so and then there's a whole subplot as to the guy who has created the utopia is actually the one who released um arranged for wesley snipes being released because right. it will it will show them why he should have even more control than he has to create this dystopian utopia right and really just fry everybody's brain until they're yeah. mush in his hands. From a from a from a social point of view, I think there's some interesting things to just mention about the movie because it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see 
you know, political correctness being addressed by this big Hollywood blockbuster movie in a, in a comical way and political correctness kind of being something we've seen kind of chart and grow into other things. And now I guess some people feel like it's similar to wokeness or uh, other forms of kind of social change that are more like enforced, well, be good behavior and things like that. We've heard a lot of this stuff talked about what's kind of these days, but what's interesting is to kind of see a movie from the nineties that, that was tackling those issues as they were coming up in the in that time. Right from kind of the anti-woke stance of like, it was better when we were all disgusting and cavemen. It's kind yeah. of like what, what the, what the premise is, but it's, it's clearly uh, a conversation that was still going on or that was going on even then. And for, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a big conversation about California in particular because of the governor at the time was, was, wasn't it? Um, this extremely liberal guy who was everybody was talking about like, Oh, we're all going to be eating tofu, like mandatory tofu and meditation. Jerry, Jerry Brown. Yeah. Was it Jerry Brown? There was a, at that time. Everybody was thinking that California was going to become this like liberal, like uh den of kind of liberal Nazism where, yeah. where everybody would have to be a, uh, you know, kind of new agey. Yeah. So it, it's kind of funny to see a, a Hollywood movie taking on that stuff and what it decides to, what jokes to make about it and what it's, what it's concerned with at that time. That's all I can say. I have nothing. You're, you're just staring at me like I'm an idiot right now. No, I'm, I'm really trying to engage. And, and the movie just made me want to kill myself. But if and you then, were yeah. gonna, if you had to teach a class on on this or on like '90s cop action movies, and you had to teach something like this at your at your school, wouldn't that be the angle you'd kind of take for yes. it to be a yeah. talking point? Like the only thing to discuss really about this movie right. is, yeah. is that. Uh, we do have one comment that I'll share here that Seth Michael May asks, is this movie and Judge Dredd the same movie or just in my head? You um, know, Seth, I only really, I never saw Stallone's Judge Dredd, so I'm sure it's very similar, but I do know the movie Dredd. Now, if you haven't seen Dredd, that's that's a really fun, really well-made action movie. Similar story came out, I guess, I don't know, before, I know, after Judge Dredd, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here, and and the notes just smell of desperation to find something to talk about. I gave None up. Of them are I, even worth talking about my notes. No, I I give up. I don't feel like any performers are having fun. I mean that that's kind of where we end up running out of steam on this show. Like if we if there's no joy or excitement in any of the actors or the performances it's really hard for us to discuss. And yeah. and I don't, I didn't feel any heat from anybody in this. I will say that surprisingly, I think he's terrible in it, but Stallone actually seemed to be trying to make the movie that they were making. Like he, he seemed to want to make this comedy action thing really work. I just don't think he knew how. No, he didn't know how. Wesley Snipes doesn't look like he's having a good time. Well, he's, I I feel like 
he's not playing to they're not casting him to his strengths no snipes to me is a fairly sub like he's got an inner life snipes is a very he's his quieter more menacing performances i really remember yeah but him trying to showboat it doesn't really it's not not really his style and then he ends up kind of doing this uh faux english accent thing like kind of ripping off eddie murphy's thing a little bit which i thought was weird and I don't feel like I don't he he um they but again they didn't get they what do they give him they don't really give him much. Did you have any moment where you thought because Stallone has a daughter in the movie, uh, who he hasn't you know he gets frozen, so his daughter would now be much older when he's unfrozen, and we don't meet her. Um, it turns out later that I, I discovered that there were scenes shot with the daughter that were cut from the movie. That but makes did, sense. Did you have any moment where you thought the big reveal and twist was going to be that it turned out that that Sandra Bullock, who he was flirting with, was his daughter? No, but only because they didn't sleep together. Let's put it. Let's be realistic. All right. They um, did. Well, but they're going to. <laughs> now at the I'm, end of the I was making a joke oh. i was actually kidding like yeah. if that would have been the level of humor that they i think would have thought was funny in this movie right like, oh we slept together you're my daughter how, how awkward yeah very awkward um um okay do you have a favorite or or a, a less least favorite moment or scene in this movie i have two things that i can say that i liked or thought were I thought the action the action in the first five minutes is actually pretty tight. There's a big giant action set piece in the first five minutes where they set up Stallone and Wesley Snipes character and the hostages. And there is in fact a ginormous demolition explosion that is kind of a wonder to behold. It's, it's an incredible, incredible set piece. They actually did blow. This is an actual demo of a building that they shot yeah. somewhere in the Midwest. And they, but they dressed it, I think, with a lot of props and set pieces around it. So it's this giant shot, widescreen. And, and it's before they were CGIing stuff like this, it looks like it looks like the kind of thing they could only CGI today. It's really yeah. impressive. What was really embarrassing was that they had to go again after the first take. No, um, they had to go to another back to one back to one. Um, so, you know, I, I, I kind of thought that the that script was obviously pretty bad, even in the first five minutes. But the, the I thought the action was going to be great. I thought it was going to actually be like, oh, wow, this is really this is really well done uh, 90s action. And, and then they kind of gave up on that and the action got really cartoonish. And then it reminded me of like the, the Batman, the first Batman movie, which I liked. But the action in that is pretty pretty cartoonish right um i you know they also tried to do too many damn things in this movie yeah there was only one shot slash stunt that stood out to me really which was in the big underground fight in the sewer system underground of the future world there was a a, a moment where there were stallone or snipes i don't remember which one it was 
is probably actually a stuntman person, I'm sure, on the scaffold that buckles and twists and throws the stunt people off it. You didn't think that kind of looked like the Universal Tours backlot stunt that they do with the hinged thing that just swivel? I, it looked so designed to me. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was like the Towering Inferno ride. Like that's I like the Towering Inferno ride. <laughs> I did like a stunt in the first the first five minutes. He kick, he kicked somebody down a flight of stairs. Uh-huh, that's yeah. actually pretty fantastic. Do you know that back. Snipes did and all... Him jumping out of the helicopter, that's real. That was pretty damn good. He repels out of the back of a of a like a transport helicopter above yeah. this building, and uh, that's a real person doing that. That was pretty impressive. Did you know that Snipes insisted on doing all his own stunt work for the movie? I did because he's a black belt. And yeah. Did you know that then they reshot the all those sequences with a stuntman? Yeah, because <laughs> Snipes was too fast, apparently. Right. Because he was so quick that they couldn't, it, you couldn't really see what was happening, so they opted then to reshoot it with somebody that was so slow and bad that it's like it's really really sad he must have been pretty upset about that um i think you know what hats off to a movie from the 90s that was willing to cast benjamin bratt as something other than a, than a the hottest fireman you've ever seen <laughs> yeah you know that was unusual casting Anybody else you want to call out in the cast? Yeah, I want to call out Dennis Leary and ask him not to appear in things anymore. I'm going to actually do that. I'm going to personally call and ask him to stop. It's just please consider stopping. Yeah, I had a bad moment with Dennis Leary in real life. Did I you? Had a, I had a bad moment. Yeah. I don't even care. Tell me. Let's. What is it? Um, what happened? I was. Uh, I had a role on Rescue Me playing a therapist and was told that we're going to use you a lot. This guy's going to be a recurring therapist for some of the firefighter guys. And my second day of shooting, there were two firefighters on set and I sat down for lunch and I was sitting with these two real life firefighters, guys who in real life fight fires. And uh, they were on set because Dennis is a big fan of the fire department and the movie was about fire. I mean, the show was about firefighters. So he would have firefighters come visit the set. So I'm sitting, having lunch with these two guys and Dennis comes over and says, I haven't met him. I don't really, I've met him. We've shaken hands maybe once been introduced and he sits down next to me and he's talking to the firefighters and he, he's doing all the talking and he's talking to them about the previous day's shooting where they were shooting one of the fire sequences. This is after 9-11, right? And he's going on and on and on about how difficult the day was with the smoke and wearing all of the equipment and the mask and the carrying the tank. And he's, he won't stop talking about how difficult his day was. And because I'm an idiot, I turned to him and I said, you know, Dennis, when these guys do that and wear all that equipment, the building's actually on fire. <laughs> and he gave me a look like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And, you know, it's really surprising. But I that ended up not being a recurring role. 
Really? Isn't, isn't that, that funny? Isn't that strange? Did you? Can I ask you a question? Did you actually open your mouth thinking there'd be any other outcome after saying that, or did you? Were you like, screw it, I don't like this guy, and it's not this job isn't worth it? Well, let, let me put it this way: I would, I would imagine that there, there are people you could say that to. That one could say that to who might go, oh yeah, and laugh. Yeah, but the, the, but Dennis Leary's the, not one of them. But my point is, this I'm I'm, I'm this is a compliment. Is this is a compliment, <laughs> similar to the one you paid me before, where I'm saying, not a lot of guys. I, I mean, because you basically are saying you took a gamble on it, like you knew, like some people would laugh, some people might not. You know that. Yeah. And you know, I. Your calculations were uh, maybe wrong. I, did, I don't know. I did not choose wisely. No. Um, <laughs> I knew I didn't know when to hold them or fold them. Right. I should have kept my mouth shut. Well, whatever. He he was not. He did not uh, make good on 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 his promise to act well in this film. No. And also, where is Dennis Leary now? He doesn't have a sh a show on YouTube. Well, that's he... why we're that's why we can talk this way about him because I have yeah. no fear that his 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 <laughs> he will not hire me or fire me or anything. He's not doing. He's doing what we're doing. He's not even yeah. doing what we're doing. Yeah, this we've got a show podcast. on YouTube that there there are yeah. five people watching exactly. this show right now. What's he doing? Yeah, smoking camels and complaining. Um, <laughs> actual camels yeah exactly by which so, i mean um, shooting uh can't forget it it's not worth yeah, it whatever. um do you have do you have a a, a double feature for this uh God, you know movie. i really thought I about do. this i thought about it and i was like ultimately i didn't i didn't want this movie to hang out with any of the other movies i could think of but i i did i will say that the, the closest i came was uh was 12 monkeys which is a movie I love, and um, and uh, it's a shame it would have to be near this film. Near really, this film. But, yeah. yeah, that's what did you have? I had a uh, time after time with Malcolm McDowell, David Warner, and Mary hey, That's a great one. That's a good one. Another. That's a much better movie than this. A cop chasing a villain through time. Let's do that next month. Cops time travel movies. Time travel movies? Okay, we can do time after. We'll start with time after time. I like that. It's a fun movie. Um, how? What is the best way to watch this movie? Because I had an answer to that one too. If there were, I don't know, like a, an advertisement uh, video panel at a urinal <laughs> at a sports bar. That's good. And you can see like a couple of minutes of it while you were relieving yourself. I think that'd be the perfect place to see this movie. Yours is better than mine. Yours is much better. Mine was while napping. <laughs> With an eye mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and earplugs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would just avoid this. I don't I I don't think there's any place to see it. It's 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 really shouldn't be seen. Although Okay, you said one of the things I liked. I will say one thing that I liked, one joke that actually kind of worked. Okay. By which I'm saying, like, the best things about this movie are rejected jokes from idiocracy. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. But 
I thought it was kind of funny that the only existing restaurant in the world now was Taco Bell and that all restaurants were Taco Bell. And and that was because they won the fast food wars. I just thought that was actually kind of a funny witty idea. And that they went and then it was Nouvelle Taco Bell. It was a fancy Taco Bell. And then the Nouvelle, like there were just individual tortilla chips with fancy things on them. I, I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. I'll give and them I that. Would eat, I would eat that. It looked pretty good. In fact, I think um, I have eaten that. And then, uh, and then that's it. That's that's all I had. What would you call the sequel to this movie? I came up with something for that. Um, don't militia. I don't know what. Mine was self-immolation, man. Okay, yeah. I would just rather set myself on fire than yeah. be in this movie. Self-destruction, man. <laughs> And uh, but I did. I actually came up with a recasting for this movie that I think could make it worth watching. Well, Le- what is your choices? Michael Keaton in the Sylvester Stallone role. Okay, well, you're hearing that Batman thing. I'm saying, right? This is Absolutely. like a Batman. But Michael Keaton in. Did you see the movie Protege that Michael Keaton was in? No. Where he, it's it's a newer movie. And he does some, he's, you know, he's of a certain age now. And he does still does some fighting in it that's pretty impressive. Um, and Tom Hiddleston in the Wesley Snipes role. Okay. Do you know Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Loki. Yeah, Loki. Yeah. So, okay. I think he could bring a certain kind of glee to that role that wesley snipes didn't actually bring i agree with you i agree with you still a movie i'm not going to want to see however how far else did who else did you cast that's as far as i got well i've got i i I did i did pretty good on the casting as well you dove deeper than i did let's hear it i uh i decided to lean into the comedy a little bit okay and i want to cast will forte in the sly stallone part and I want to cast Keenan Michael Key in the Wesley Snipes role. Okay. I like I, that a lot. I think he'd be terrific. Yeah. I want to cast Julian Barrett as Dr. Cocteau. Julian Barrett played Mindhorn in the movie Mindhorn. He's a okay. great English comic actor. And I think Beanie Feldstein would be fantastic in the... That was Beanie you don't know Beanie there, Feldstein? There's no actor named Beanie Feldstein. You made that up. That's somebody who you went probably, to Manning. You actually probably should stop talking right now, in Beanie all honesty. Feldstein, Beanie Feldstein went to, 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 to Bennington with Dad. In all honesty, you really ought to stop talking right now. Okay. I'm really being serious. Okay. Beanie Feldstein is a huge star. <laughs> She's really talented. Um... She's Jonah Hill's sister. And uh, she's been in a lot of movies and she starred on Broadway and she's a she's a very big star right now and very talented. Well, I'm locked in a room making cocktails. What what movies? Uh just stuff. You can look her up. She's a big she's a, she's a star. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm embarrassed myself. I just did I wanted you to stop before you maybe said something really bad because there's a lot of fans of beanies out there and she's a she's well, a big deal. I may have seen her in a lot of things. I, you know, I've I have early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, she's fantastic. 
I love her. I just didn't know her name. Well, that's her. That's Beanie Feldstein. And, yeah. and I think she should play the the Sandra Bullock part. I'm in agreement with you. And Beanie, I, I know she watches this show. Um, and I apologize. Matthew's been locked in a closet for a while, Beanie, and um uh there's no excuse really, but he, you know, he recognizes his mistake. Yes. I'm 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 an idiot, and we all know that. And Beanie, you know, in my defense, I did not have a good education. I I went uh, I went to Wesleyan University, which you know. Oh, you went to Wesleyan University, so there. is she chatting with you right now? No, I'm I'm oh. I, I'm trying to. Uh, did did she go to Wesleyan? But here now, I'm really scared because we have we got this comment here. Um, which is terrifying me. Um, this comment, Beanie <laughs> yes. Middleton says that Beanie is wonderful. Beanie is wonderful, and I'm I'm hoping that that's not actually Beanie Feldstein. It's Beanie Master. Middleton. Beanie Middleton is also spelling the name differently, but but if we're talking about the same Beanie Feldstein, I agree. She is wonderful. Um, she just did a Broadway show, I think her first Broadway play, too. Um, anyway, that's what I'd cast. Um, yeah, uh, Demolition Man. I think, you know, after watching Metro and this, if I were, you know, like an archaeologist and I had just come across this little tomb, I'd move right along. I'd say nothing in the pre Cambrian. The Cambrian Cre age to look at here. Just move along. Don't watch any more cop movies, action cop movies in the nineties. Um, you know we're we're obviously not picking the greatest ones so far. Maybe, maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna hurt us in the ratings. Which let's so, face it, haven't been great anyway. Don't. Don't let's not be sad on the show. <laughs> Save it for after the show. Save sadness for later. <laughs> so, you know, There's plenty of time to be sad. Sadly, we're going to try to continue this with the uh, with a movie called Time Cop next week. Yes. Um and I Starting... don't know that we're going to fare any better than we did this time, although I think that that will be a lot more entertaining. A lot more entertaining. It stars the estimable Jean-Claude Van Damme, Mia Sarah, and Ron Silver. Yeah. It's All gonna, people it's... that we can uh, feel free to make fun of if we need to. No, well, I, I don't know. I wouldn't make fun of Mia Sarah. I like Mia Sarah. I won't make fun of anybody unless they unless they deserve Unless Listen, you got to earn that. You got to you know, earn it. You gotta earn our our rove. We didn't even make fun of anybody really in this tonight, except for Dennis Leary a little bit, and that wasn't even fun. Bit. That was just like I don't really want to see you, man. I don't like your work, so get out of here. But that's my own you, thing. You know, I'll call out. Um, I'll give a shout out to Troy Evans. I always like his work. Who did Troy that's Evans play? Officer James McMillan. He's on early in the film. I like Troy Evans, and um. I actually, uh, I do like uh, Bob Gunton. 
Baumgutten is great. He's a wonderful actor. I and, think he's terrific. And, um, and so is Nigel Hawthorne. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor who's being very misused here. And Bill Cobbs. Bill Cobbs. Andre Gregory is great. Yeah. Glenn Shaddix right. as Associate Bob. My role. The eunuch. Yeah, okay. Um. So there's... A, uh, do, should we end uh, having a discussion about the three seashells? Do, should we... Uh... Well, look, I guess it has to come up at some point. Um, if you know the movie, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, but is there anything you wanted to say? Well, just that in the future, they, they don't have toilet paper. They use three seashells. And the joke is that Stallone goes to the bathroom in the future and he comes out. And um, you get a ticket if you use bad language. So he swears and swears and swears and swears so that many, many tickets come out of the machine so he can go back in and use them as toilet paper. And everybody thinks it's very funny because he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. But here's the level of stupidity in this movie is that they didn't even have a concept of what the whole three seashell thing substituting for toilet paper was. The writer called somebody and and was trying to say you got to help me out here what would they do in the future for for the bathroom you know if they're trying not to waste paper and the person he was talking to i think was in the bathroom and he was like well i got some seashells in here and i don't know like if he meant actual seashell like decorative, or seashell. decorative seashells or maybe it was the those little seashell soaps, soaps or something yeah. And they're like, okay, I can work with that. So they came up with this idea that you have three seashells to use to clean yourself. Right. But there's no, like, wh where do you go with that? Get it? Where do you go with that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. They didn't explain it. They didn't. The fact that the fact that the guy said, the writer was like, three seashells. Yeah, I got that. I can work with that. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. You didn't work with it. You just wrote three seashells that's yeah. just words you wrote on a piece of paper um <laughs> well that's right like, isn't that what writing is words on a piece of paper well i just do like the fact that the entire movie stallone's character is running around with a with a dirty bum and i think that's just uh you know it's a it's a strange thing for such a narcissistic guy you know like such so into his body and how he looks and how he's coming off to then like did he not realize that that's kind of what the end of the movie, like it implies that you've just been a disgusting mess the whole movie? Because <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and that's our show. <laughs> you wanted to talk about th this. I, I didn't know. bring it up. I'm trying to fill an hour, man, and we can't do it. This movie was, was tough. Um, yeah. But there it is. It's done. We don't have to do it again. And next Thank week God. will be better. No doubt about yeah. it. Van Dam is going to bring a better time. To we're going to have a Van Dam good time next week. Damned if we do. And yeah. damned if we don't. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know. 